0: And welcome to another episode of Worldwide Wonderful Women. I am your host, Paula Harris, and this podcast is for women who are all about learning how to live in God's divine power when yours is diminished. It is produced on behalf of Transformed Worldwide Ministries. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. I'm so glad you took time to join me today. This is episode number 332, entitled, God Provides Forgiveness For All Sin. This is good news. No, this is great news for sinner and believer alike, for God has made it possible for us to be delivered from the penalty and the punishment of all our sins, not just some, but all. And this is the very reason why this month we will celebrate Resurrection Sunday, or you may refer to it as Easter. It was through the death, burial, and resurrection of God's Son, Jesus Christ, that all who believe in him are saved and forgiven of all their sin. Today, I would like for us to reflect upon David's words in Psalm 51 regarding three types of sin— And three ways that God is able to deal with all and any sin. In Colossians chapter 1 verses 13 to 14, it says, For he, God, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his Son he loves, who is Jesus, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. Now, because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross and his being raised to life and sitting now on the right hand of God, he has all power over sin and death and is able to help us to have victory over sin and death too. If you have never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your Lord and Savior, please stop now and do so. It doesn't matter how terrible your sin may be because God has provided forgiveness for all sin through the shed blood of Jesus. All you have to do is acknowledge that you have sinned against God, you ask for forgiveness, and ask Jesus to be your Lord and your savior. When you have a moment, please read Psalm 51. The Psalm is written by David, who sinned terribly against God by taking another man's wife, getting her pregnant, trying to cover his sin, and when that didn't work, he arranged to have the woman's husband put to death. He thought he had handled his sin until the prophet of God was sent to him that his sin would be exposed and repented of. So David was broken before God and humbly repented of his sin. As believers, we have eternal life through Jesus's completed work on the cross, where he took our place and received the punishment that we deserved. By asking forgiveness of our sins and receiving him as our Lord and savior, our sin debt was paid and we no longer have to be slaves to sin. But if we are all honest, we still fall short and do occasionally sin as we are in the process of growing and becoming more like Jesus. We realize that we're not going to be perfect in committing no sin until it comes to the point where we are with him in heaven. Yet, I have to say again, God has provided forgiveness for all sin. Whether you're a believer or not, there is something that David prayed in Psalm 51 that you can pray to in faith, believing that God can forgive you of all your sin as well. Now, this is what David prayed In Psalm 51, verses 1 and 2, it states, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Let's look at this in depth. David used three words to speak of his sin against God and then three words to speak of the power of God to forgive all sin. So I will share three types of sin and three divine solutions for them. The first type of sin is referred to as transgressions. Transgressions is a word that implies crossing a boundary or trespassing. It implies that a person's sins were deliberate and planned. David's first sin may have been an impulsive yielding to the temptation of sex, but instead of stopping as soon as he recognized what he was doing and confessing that first sin, David tried to cover it up. And thus, one sin had led to another and then another. He ended up making increasingly elaborate plans to sin, when he arranged for Bathsheba's husband Uriah to be put to death. David is not counting the exact number of sins that he has committed when he uses the plural transgressions. Rather, he is simply admitting that he is a sinner who is prone to committing many deliberate and planned sins. So when you see the word transgression, know that it is talking about deliberate rebellion against the known will of God. It is crossing God's boundary. The next type of sin described by David is iniquity. Iniquity is a word that implies the deprived nature of mankind. It is sin that results from the perversion or the crookedness of one's character. It's sin that results from the inner evil or wickedness of each person's fallen nature that we are born with. David was born with a sinful nature like ours that will dominate and take control if it's not yielded to God and his will. We all have this deprived nature of iniquity that easily offends God. So when you see the word iniquity, know it is talking about our deprived nature and character that fights against the known will of God. It is the evil and the wickedness that flows from our corrupted heart. The last type of sin described by David is the general term sin. Sin is a word that implies falling short or missing the mark. It's the most common and general term for sin. We should be doing what God wants and each time that we fail, we sin or we're missing the mark. So when you see the word sin, no, it is talking about our falling short or missing the mark of God's known will. It can be disobedience and apathy towards what God instructs us to do. So we have seen in Psalm 51 that David used three words to describe three types of offenses or sins that we commit against God. Transgressions, which are deliberately crossing the boundary iniquity, which is letting the inner wickedness control, and sin, which is the general term for overall falling short of God's will. However, these three did not stop David from approaching God for mercy and for forgiveness. David believed that God would forgive him of his sin if he truthfully and sincerely repented. Psalm 51, verses 1 and 2 says again, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. So not only did David share three types of sin— But also, he shared three ways in which God is able to deal with that sin. The first way is to blot out my transgressions. Blot implies erasing, wiping away, removing, and pertaining to being no longer in existence. David wanted God to erase and wipe his record clean of ever having planned to commit transgressions. Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The second way in dealing with sins, David said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Wash implies a thorough deep cleansing to reach into the fibers of his nature to purge that ingrained filth not just an outward washing, but inner washing. David became broken over seeing how he was full of iniquity and desired a deep inner cleansing that only God could perform on him. Revelation 1 verse 5 says, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The third way of dealing with the sin was cleanse me, from my sin. Cleanse implies God's total forgiveness for missing the mark or rebelling against him. It's a desire for sin's removal and total restoration to purity and having fellowship with the Holy God. David wanted God to restore the fellowship they once had by removing the sin he had committed. The sin that had caused him to rebel against God and to miss the mark or plan that God had for him. Hebrews chapter one, verse three says, when he has cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majesty of God in heaven. David loved God and the sin that he had committed deeply disturbed his soul. That is why he asked God to blot it out to wash it away, and to cleanse him. He was asking God for a chance to start all over again with a clean slate. Look down at verse 10. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This plea from David uses the word create, which means that he needed a new heart from God, not just one that was cleansed, It describes what only God can do to miraculously create something out of nothing. He said, create in me a clean heart. That shows that David is interested in more than just forgiveness of sins. He's interested in the creative power of God to make him a new creature with a new, clean heart. The heart is referred to as the source of one's moral decisions. And so David had made some very bad decisions. And so he's asking God to replace his corrupt heart with a pure one. He wants to begin living in a way that pleases God again. He also states, renew a steadfast spirit within me. So along with a new and clean heart, David needed a steadfast spirit to continue in the way of godliness. This expresses a humble reliance upon God. It speaks of his spirit being enabled to resist the devil, to be steadfast in his faith, and to abide constantly in the will of God, not falling short this time. David's words indicate that despite what he had done, he still loved God and wanted to please him. He had failed but God is merciful to those who confess their sins. First John 1 John 1.9 gives all of us that assurance. It says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So no matter what type of sin may take place in your life, God provides forgiveness for all sins. We reviewed today three types of sin and three divine ways in which God is able to deal with them. We talked about trespasses and having them blotted out. We talked about iniquity and having it washed away. We talked about sin and having it cleansed. 1 John chapter 2 verses 1 to 2 says, My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only for our sins, but the sins of all the world. Thank God for his ultimate solution for sin for all time, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. It is his resurrection that we will celebrate this month and rejoice in because we have been forgiven of our sins if we have put our faith and trust in his redemptive work. When Jesus walked the earth, he showed us the holiness of God, that is able to overcome our inborn wickedness and sin. Jesus touched an unclean leper, but rather than becoming unclean himself with that touch, Jesus made the leper clean. And a woman who was ceremonially unclean due to an issue of blood came and touched the edge of Jesus' cloth. And rather than Jesus becoming unclean, the woman was instantly cleansed and healed herself. In these miracles, Jesus proved his power over all that makes us unclean. All transgressions, all iniquity, and all sin. His purity is greater than any impurity. His grace is greater than all of our sin. If there is any sin in your life, or if you are a non-believer, and have never confessed your sin before Jesus Christ, please don't let today come to an end before you do so. And contact us if you need more clarity on this topic. We are here for you. You can reach us at the website given at the end of this podcast. Well, have a blessed Resurrection Day and smile, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening. To make sure you do not miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast. We want all to be able to live in God's divine power when theirs is diminished. Also, sign up for our monthly newsletter on our website, twmforjesus.org. Please do share our podcast with others. And Lord willing, We'll be together next month.